0: Started it now, though. Okay. You ready now?
1: Okay. Yes.
0: This is the Beyond the Dojo podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jeremiah. And unfortunately, we don't have a funny note to start off our podcast on. We lost one of our podcast hosts two weeks ago. Hmm. We had to put our dog down. Yeah. So she won't be tippy-tapping or drinking water while we're trying to podcast.
1: Or be her normal pre-Madonna self.
0: I know. She's a pre-Madonna in spirit. Yes. Yes. She had a tumor, and it was bad.
1: It's not a tumor.
0: <laughs> what? That's so messed up. Yeah, we had a really hard couple of weeks with that, so yeah. that, was, that was not good.
1: Yeah, we're laughing now, but it, that's probably one of the few times we get to laugh about it, huh?
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, it was it was tough. But everyone knows doggies are the bestest. We don't deserve them. So, you know, it was Agreed. tough. Agreed. Yeah. But anyhow, um, so let's go straight into it. So... The Olympics are done. Why are you messing with your drink? Is there a bug in there?
1: There was a fly.
0: That's, we have a problem with flies in here right now. This is Florida, so we always have, always have bugs. Sorry. We're used to just sleeping with spiders and stuff. Um, so, the Olympics just ended.
1: Yes. Well, not just, but recently.
0: Well, like this week, right? Wasn't it this week? It's past no, week?
1: No, it's like last week, wasn't it?
0: Listen, I didn't even watch it live, so it doesn't matter. I watched mm-hmm. it on YouTube and on Peacock, so... I was just watching it after the fact. Um, so, obviously, we've talked about this a little bit prior to, like, anticipation of mm. the Olympics. And then, once it got started, it was a roller coaster of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, let's start with, like, the coolest thing. So, I Go. paid attention. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I paid attention to women's kata mm. because um, I had actually been... I've never really been into tournament stuff. Like, I think we've made ourselves pretty clear about how we feel about tournaments. Well, You want to give them a brief overview of how we feel about tournaments?
1: I feel like it's part of your growth in karate, but it's not the focus of it. And that sometimes the sport takes away from the art.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's not real life applicable karate. So this is the first episode for some reason that you've ever listened to of us. It's not that we hate tournament karate, but, you know, we kind of hate it.
1: No, nah, I wouldn't say we hate it. I <laughs> I don't want to put it out like that. I just think, that, I think, I think it's just a part, you know, yeah. it, to me, it's like the preteens.
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of the more immature version of karate. Like not to use, like that's a bad word, but nah. right. It's just like, it's Doesn't... not karate that has been developed over time for a specific purpose other than just kind of showing it off. Yeah, that, sounds, that still sounds it's, bad.
1: <laughs> you know, it's very physical. It's very athletic. Right. Um, which karate should be, but at the same time, it's yeah. not the only part of karate,
0: right? I guess it's more of a development of athleticism, like right. you said. Right. Like they're really good at being athletes, and they're really good at showing that part. Right. But the actual like use of the combative sport that karate is for its purpose, uh, tournaments don't really, they just don't do that, especially not WKF tournaments.
1: Right, I right. get
0: you there. So, um, <coughs> so I recently started just following um, Sandra Sanchez, Sandra Sanchez. Um, I don't remember where I saw her initially. Oh, I know what it was. Um, I watched last year when we were still anticipating the Olympics coming up in the summer when it was supposed to be. I started watching um, like some replays and stuff of, of tournaments and things they were doing prior to the Olympics. So in yeah. the end of 2019, they actually had, I guess it was like a world championship or something. And Sandra Sanchez was there versus um, Shimizu Kyo. I had to write her name down because I always forget her name. And um, that was in Japan. And they were both excellent, and I think they both had to, like, do a bunch of katas because, like, they were getting um, tied, and they had, like, the same score. Or, anyway, um, at the end of it, Shimizu Kyo won. And I don't know if I agreed with that at the time, but whatever. So, fast forward now a year and a half, and the same matchup happened in women's kata mm. in the Olympics, and this is in Japan again, and it's Sandra Sanchez and Shimizu Kyo. And, dude, Sandra Sanchez is just, like, I mean, you can tell, like, she's almost, so she just turned 40. She, she was 39 at the time of the Olympics. She just, she's, I think she just turned 40 or is about to turn 40. And you can tell, like, she has that, like, mature control of her body. Mm. Shimizu Kiyo is only 27. Um, but there's a difference. When you watch the two of them in their final matchup, they both did, I don't know what the name of the kata is. It's kshanku, something. Kshanku. Oh,
1: the different variations of Kung
0: Yeah, and they both did yeah. the same thing. So, um, so it was easier to be able to match them up move per move. And Sandra Sanchez was just so good about. She was she was quick. She has like if you want to talk about kime, she has this amazing ability to stop her body from moving. And that aids her in completing her movements. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a thing: is I watched her, and then I watched um, Shimizu Kyo, and I felt like, um, like Kyo, like she. I don't know if, which, one's, which one's her first name. Is Shimizu Kyo her first? probably
1: her first name? Shimizu. Okay, there, so, so
0: Shimizu. Sorry, um, I felt like she was fast, but she just didn't have that same ability to stop everything at the same time the way sandra sanchez did so there was still like a little bit of like after effect movement and listening to the um to the announcers they were saying you know you have as the athlete you have the ability to like artistically express yourself so you're kind of performing the kata however you want but sandra sanchez was just so completely put together that there was just the i'm sorry the other lady had no chance and saying that I saw saw some of the guys doing the same kata, and I honestly felt like she was better than they were. Mm. Did you see that?
1: I didn't watch much of the kata competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the cool thing was for us Florida folk, the Ariel Torres, the, US, the American karate kata, that, the only American karate kata that, that meddled,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is from Florida. He's from Miami. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so I've, was, what I've was seen, he competing in? Huh? What
0: was he competing in?
1: Kata. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a Gojiru guy. Oh, okay. Um, only way I, f- I found out he—I guess he has a, a connection to Robert Young, who's—I followed him on Facebook, and mm-hmm. I, I believe he's a, a pretty s- talented coach for kata because right. a lot of top kata players in the states kind of go through his dojo, especially Gojuroo guys. Right. I thought that was really cool that an American actually placed because um, we always feel like you know, as Americans, we think we're really good things, mm-hmm. but then when we look at the world view, we're, we're not that great in karate. Mm-hmm. we're not you know yeah and that's the problem is like we, we have to understand like the europeans and, and the japanese or the asian countries they definitely still have an edge on us
0: well we've talked about the culture a number of times the culture in the u.s for martial arts that are not brazilian jiu-jitsu or mma it's like everyone thinks that just kids do it yeah or or i don't know i i just think that here people are not as likely to be competitive i mean this is kind of off subject but like taekwondo was in we we got to watch a little bit of the taekwondo stuff which say what you want about it it's i mean we know that olympic karate is not really representative of traditional karate so i would venture to say that olympic taekwondo is not really that representative of traditional taekwondo yeah Did, did i enjoy watching the olympic taekwondo absolutely not but I also don't think all of taekwondo is crap just because i didn't like the way it looked in the olympics they have to change things in order to you know simplify well, the it or whatever committee
1: has a very strong um influence on what it looks like right you know yeah. that's part of the thing you have to make sure that the, the, the committee buys into what you're selling
0: so that being said you know the competitors in taekwondo were really young yeah I mean, the 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 uh, i don't know what they call it they're sparring i mean the girl that won was 18. And I think part of that is just because of, like, what scores and what um, is considered competition. I mean, they do a ton of kicks, and it's a lot of whipping around and doing crazy stuff with flexible joints that older adults wouldn't be able to do. And I feel like a lot of the kumite for karate is the same way, where it's a lot of, like, hook kicking and stuff that a lot of older people are not really going to be able to do unless they've been training really hard for a long time. So I think that's a big indicator, too, of, like, I I don't know. i That was just it's kind of a kind of an off um, observation here, but I don't know. Uh, I guess I wonder how old the competitors were who did Kumite. We didn't even follow super closely on that part. Well, did you watch a lot of that?
1: Sa- Sandra Sanchez, I think, is is an anomaly for uh, karate competitors. Right. She, I believe you, they're considered over the hill when like in their mid thirties. Yeah. Like you're you're you're. Uh, Elite karate career competition, international competition careers, usually done by the mid 30s. Mm-hmm. There are people that still compete and are, are competitive, like, right? Ag- um, I, I can't say his name right, I know I'm gonna say it wrong, Rafael Agave or something like that. One of the greatest Kumite competitors ever. He's yeah. had such a long, um, history of world championships, right? Mm-hmm. And he plays, I think, third, right? But he's an anomaly, also. Like, there's the thing about karate to me is like. It's not as bad as Taekwondo yet, in yeah. the sense that you have to be at you know super young, super flexible, athletic. There's still some uh, some strategy and, and experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. So but... I was just I
0: was just looking up how old Riku Usami is. So this is another point I wanted to make. I feel like Riku Usami should have been the competitor for Japan. I don't. Rika. I don't know if she like Rika. Okay. Well, I don't know if she if she like.
1: Oh, retired. she decided to retire. She, she decided did? To, yeah. She's she,
0: only 35. Dude,
1: she was on top of her game and walked away. She was <laughs> dominant. This is true. Okay, she she's, away, just, she's
0: just unbelievable. I mean, yeah. she's really... She's incredible. And she's probably... She might be one of the only people that could have given Sandra Sanchez a run for her money. I feel like she's I just feel like incredible.
1: That's, that was the... She, I believe back in the day, that was the... The matchup, the main matchup was Rika Sammy, okay. and mean. Okay, see, Sandra I've never, Sanchez.
0: I've never, see, I haven't followed any of this prior to yeah, now. Yeah,
1: she's, she retired like, I don't know, five years now or so.
0: Yeah. She's, she's just incredible. Like, so this is a kind of another thing is like, talking about the completing of techniques and stuff in, in kata. Um, one of the things that Sandra Sanchez did, which I thought was great is like, you can see at the end of the movement, like, there's not like, um, excessive tension necessarily, but she's like got strong fists, her alignment is good. I felt like um Shimizukyo like she, she had like soft fists and it was kinda what? I don't mean to be critical, but that's that's what I felt like, you know, if you're looking at the top two, that's probably what maybe put her behind a little bit as far as the scores went. Yeah. And the other thing is um like the commentators were saying um, what did he say? You wouldn't want to run up on her, on Sandra Sanchez, because she might kick your ass. But I wonder how much these these women that I got to watch, if how applicable their karate is. Like, can they use that? Like, if they were to take that quick movement and they start hitting stuff, or if they were to use it on people, I wonder how well they would do. I, I think,
1: I think that's a trap in, in stereotyping. Okay. Um, because a lot of, if you look at them and you start watching some like their bios and stuff where they do background stories and stuff, these, ki- these girls come up and these, these athletes come up in traditional dojos. Right. You know? They're not, you know, we think of a sport karate dojo and we automatically think of like, you know, okay, lines and lines of people standing in sparring stance, doing jab, reverse punch, mm-hmm. or hook kicks all day. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not really the case when it comes to kata, kata competitors. Right. They, they They're more into the form and structure and, and movement. So, right. I feel like they would have an understanding, a better understanding, of what karate is. So they would do well. It's not as that... uh, disassociated from the art, yeah. as kumite is nowadays. So,
0: oh, you think the kata competitors? Yeah, I
1: think the kata competitors are, okay. are closer associated to, to um, traditional karate approach than right. I would say the kumite players, because hmm. the kumite players, you know, it, it's whatever the game dictates.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. You
1: know what I'm saying. Yeah. And right, you know, think about back when I was competing in A A U and stuff. The main scoring, ki- uh, kicking technique was a roundhouse. Right. Right? And then right as I was getting, like, starting to quit competing, it started to become a hook kick. Right. You know?
0: Which is slower, so I don't really understand.
1: Right. But um, it does have some effectiveness. It does. Right. It's unique. It's it's flashier. It's more yeah. appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, But there was definitely a disconnect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of things we were talking about in Kumite training was you were losing technique to gain speed. Okay. Yeah. You are losing stance, so you'd be more in athletic position. Mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of, you know, think about it. Kumite dachi, uh, fighting stance. Generally, you want, you know, traditionally, you're talking about your feet are lined up towards the target, right? Mm-hmm. But towards the end of my competi- competing days, everybody was encouraging that rear foot to be pointed perpendicular to the front foot. Ooh, why? That's what I think, right? Yeah. But that's what they felt like was more agile, and I guess it was because the front foot. I don't know. I just know they were never doing that, and I was like, "Eh, I don't really like that, but whatever."
0: Yeah, you it, r- scientifically it's not faster, but maybe they wanted like a rooted approach or, or something. Or Maybe
1: it's more agile in a sense of uh, direction change or whatever.
0: Oh, okay, maybe.
1: Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I didn't stick around long enough, obviously. Right. Um, so that to me was like, "Eh, uh, I get, I get that Kumite became more of a, a point game."
0: Right. Well, what's interesting is how different like people look different when they're performing even the same kata. But can we say how different people's styles can be? And I didn't. I, I've seen a lot of European stuff, and they all look the same in a lot of cases. But like the seventy five plus matchup there at the end with the Iranian versus the Saudi, their style was so different. The, the Iranian just kept going in for sweeps and kept, like, going after the feet. And the Saudi guy was, like... A, I don't know. I felt like he did a lot more other things, like, upper and lower. Um, and I wonder if that's just because, like, different tradition... Like, the different base style they came from, or... If- I don't think
1: you could judge someone's fighting style based on one match. Yeah, okay. Because, you know... He that guy could have been caught up in the moment. The guy from uh, the Iranian could have caught caught up in the moment. He kept and, trying to sweep and grab and it. just knew that that worked before, so he's gonna do it to get the win.
0: Dude, and he did it over and over, over and over again. it wouldn't and, and it didn't work.
1: Right. It wasn't scoring. Right. Uh the Saudi guy was ready for it so he'd get s he'd get the foot to be swept, but the guy's hands would be in the way. He he knew how to kinda like punch it up to wasn't clean. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And with sweeps, what the crazy thing about sweeps is it has to be a clear takedown. Mm-hmm. So the sweep before, when I was competing, was as long as, you know, you could sweep the foot and it come off the ground and would come in with a punch. Right. They would consider that ebon because it was a Ashibarai. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it has to be a clear takedown to the ground and a clear score, which is super difficult. Right. Right? But if you're really good at it.
0: And, and what was the deal? They, they gave him a point for something with the sweep. Was it because, like, I I, I misunderstood maybe what it was not about know. a recovery thing. That was the only reason he got on the board. I, I
1: don't know. Yeah, I really don't know well I know I know the other guy was was definitely dominating the like, batch um and the other guy I believe is one of these like my understanding is that guy the guy from Saudi Arabia is like an upcoming really good community player like one of the worlds he
0: best. was really good he like, was. I thought he was fantastic I and thought he
1: was a, a definitely a level above his competition the Iranian like definitely yeah. like the way he moved, I thought it was
0: very clear he was gonna win
1: like Just the way he controlled the match. Like, he kept what he wanted was in front of him the whole time. Yeah. And when when the Iranian made the move, he knew what the move was. Like, he knew this guy's going to do this to me. Right. And he just, you know, instead of trying to fight, you know, fire with fire, he decided, well, I'll just cover up, make it pointless. Yeah. And then do my thing. Yeah,
0: I just felt like he was so much cleaner. Like, besides, like, he obviously had, like, an attitude of, like, dominating the match, but everything he did most of what he did seemed like it had a purpose versus I felt like the Iranian was just so... He was like, oh, my God, i got to get this sweep in. i got to get this sweep in. And he just kept grabbing and grabbing and doing it. And I right. felt like it just it started to fall apart. And I don't, I don't know if it's just because he was angsty, because he wasn't winning, or I, I don't know. But I just felt like right. his side felt... But
1: that lead leg front kick...
0: Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Front kick or roundhouse uh, roundhouse.
1: Kick? I'm sorry. That lead leg roundhouse dude. was perfectly timed. Dude. Oh, my. That dude had the best... Well, And that was the thing about the match. The Saudi Arabian, if you watch the match, he was like, his timing was so much better. It's always good, yeah. So much better than the attack. Like, it was just, it was one of those, like...
0: (sighs) He would have been an amazing gold medalist it would have gone down in history as like absolutely there's no doubt about it here is the first gold medal that your country ever gets and you you earned it rightfully so and then he knocked the guy out supposedly
1: well The guy was laying flat on his back. So, either way, it wasn't the consideration of knocking the guy out. It was just the, the contact to the face.
0: Oh, my God. Which, that just.
1: Which to me, I've always. I, did, I don't like it because it's an adult. I understand it for youth and cadet right. level competitors because right. it's just safety of your children. Right. You know, but this is an adult, right? I know. He knows yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. It's not the first time he's gonna get knocked out. Right. It won't be the last time he gets knocked out. It's right. just one of those things, right? You're yeah. you're a combative uh athlete. You need to kinda of accept that. He did t- I hate this about I don't I don't like this about soccer. And I really hate it about Karate's. When people when there's a foul that happens, mm-hmm. they they over- overplay that, it. Overplay like, oh yes. my jaw, I can't talk. Right,
0: right. No. <laughs> like it's you know what I'm saying? I don't mean- I hate that.
1: It's like, oh, dude. <laughs> All right,
0: story time. So, we were in a tournament one time and they asked me to spar because this 17 year old didn't have anybody to spar against. Long story short, they had called Yame. She hit me after Yame and she gave me like a bruise on the side of my face. And I was pretty, I was. To say that I was angry about it was an understatement. Mm. The Southern killer came out of me and I was ripping my mouth guard out, yelling expletives. I was about to kill her right mm. there in front of everyone in between the match. But uh, we started going again and later I hit her back. Like I, I knocked the shit out of her on purpose. And the guy, and she was like, oh my God, my family. And, and the the head judge just kind of looked at her. And he came over and looked at me, looked at my eye again. He's like, oh, okay. But she was like playing it up. I'm like, look, dude, look, we've got these fancy pants gloves on. You're fine. Okay. I didn't knock you out. So you're good. Yeah. They definitely do that. Yeah. They They definitely play that up.
1: I hate that so much. And, And me being a bigger guy back in the day, you know, it was like, bro, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Because, you know, yeah. you get a good Gakuski and, like, chewed on Gakuski, you hit him really good. It's a solid thud. You're like, yeah, that's all right. So, and then all of a sudden, the guy's, like, grabbing his rib. He's, like, can't get up on the line. <gasps> <gasps> breathing well, all hard. Like,
0: bro. Look at the backwardsness of this. This is... this Backwardsness, I just made up that word. This is a combat sport. Could you imagine the UFC, someone's like, oh, my God, you hurt me so bad. Like... That is where I would hit next time. Is the place where you're hurting. Why would you give that away? I just, I don't get it. Okay, so let's take this a step further. So Joe Rogan, obviously, heard about this match. I didn't
1: watch that. Okay,
0: I watched it. So Joe Rogan did a little spiel on his podcast about this ridiculous matchup where the guy who was winning, lost, got disqualified because he knocked the other guy out, And if, You know, I feel like in karate, we have enough cultural battles to fight in the U.S. because people don't take us seriously. That was probably the worst thing that could have happened as far as culture goes because everything was going great. Everything was awesome. There's great competitors, whatever. And then somebody knocked somebody out. And rather than winning, he had his gold medal taken away. And the gold medal was given to someone who was laying flat on his back on the floor. He gets the gold medal, which is embarrassing enough as it is. But, you know, it went into this whole thing where they're like, they didn't understand that part. And they were talking about they were just basically not taking karate seriously because they're like, this is bullcrap. Like, this is a combat sport. And this guy gets knocked out and he gets punished. The guy that knocks him out gets punished for it. But then they even started digging into kata and like how kata competition is stupid, which I don't think it's stupid necessarily given that it's established, but I feel like this is one of the reasons why the originators of like Shotokan like were like, Hey, let's not like Wife was like, Hey, let's not do tournaments because it's not gonna be taken seriously and it's probably not a good idea to bring a tournament aspect to everything. But they they were hardcore making fun of us.
1: Yeah. And I'm not gonna take it personally. I mean Yeah you know no disrespect to Joe Rogan he he knows what he's talking about but some things he's just he doesn't he doesn't completely understand what the situation is so oh, he's yeah, making no, his own I opinion totally yeah. and he could have his opinion but right. he's a taekwondo guy
0: yeah from, so from the there's US. That. i mean <laughs>
1: so honestly he wouldn't understand cotton
0: right right
1: point blank yeah yeah and he really doesn't have a leg to stand on comp- comparing taek you know karate sparring compared to taekwondo sparring because
0: i don't think he was and i'm not and i think they did make mention of the taekwondo like olympic taekwondo yeah but in their mind it's always going to be karate versus mma and i feel like that's the culture where we're facing yeah. is that it's always what we see in olympic karate or mcdojo karate versus right. mma and it's just it's not the same yeah but
1: i'll say this i mean we're talking a lot of crap about competitive and sport karate i don't think we are the problem is this is people can't distinguish between the two it's not obvious enough yet to the general public Mm -hmm. that sport karate Mm -hmm. is sport karate yeah
0: it's not
1: and traditional karate is traditional karate
0: well i don't think anybody really knows they don't even know the
1: difference i mean
0: they don't even know there's
1: two different two different approaches
0: i mean i I feel like you know i feel like most martial arts there's an Olympic version, and then there's the traditional version. You feel like that's true?
1: I Yeah, well, to an extent, yeah.
0: I wonder if other sports are the same.
1: Probably not, because when you start out as being intended as a sport, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But when your art is it's an old, ancient art that you've been doing for centuries... Mm-hmm. Right, and then it becomes a sport. Right. There's always going to be a division. There's always going to be this division of like, oh no, it's not the, you know, what I'm saying.
0: Well, there has, I, I I guess.
1: Even let's say, and people could argue that judo is blah blah blah, but judo derived from jujitsu.
0: Is that true, or is it the other way around?
1: Yeah. Okay. Kano, the the founder of judo, Uh originally studied a style of jujitsu. Japanese jujitsu. And then focused on the throws. Okay but if you look at old judo mm-hmm. they still had arm locks they still had all these joint manipulations mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same right so to compare those two and to compare something not like traditional martial arts always there's a lot of self practice mm-hmm. like one but you could do basically your martial arts in the, against the air right yeah judo and jiu jitsu is like wrestling
0: right and you have to you have, have to somebody have they really there have right? katas.
1: so it's no different than um, like i said wrestling uh was that greco wrestling roman greco wrestling, wrestling. And, and stuff like that where it's kind of sport based it's already sport oriented
0: so will you take something where you have your air training and
1: right yeah. right so i feel like a lot of these guys that do that are comparing that it's like comparing jujitsu and aikido
0: because aikido can have a lot of air training type stuff no
1: right? aikido can't you have to have a partner
0: oh well don't they have and, their like
1: and it, no, no. That's a Whenever warm up. The, that thing. That um, judo has warm ups too. What's Wrestling has warm up too. What's, I don't know.
0: They're like rowing drill. I don't know. Okay.
1: Just telling you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's a weird comparison. Yeah. It's really cool. weird that people compare arts like that. And yeah. it's not like it's cuz it's there's no comparison. There's there should be a comparison, but at yeah. the same time
0: there's a different emphasis in, in that particular right. form of combat. Every
1: dojo has a different emphasis in mm-hmm. a sense. Right. And like what they want to get done or what they're trying to achieve. Even like traditional karate dojos mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You got traditional karate karate dojos that, that emphasize the tradition. Right. Like you know we do it the old style they don't want to change nothing they're going to do it the same mechanics, mm-hmm. have the same issues that their grandmaster had. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's no progression there. But they, if they see another karate mar- or martial arts or karate class, do traditional karate, but it's different,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then you get judged just as harshly.
0: You know, th- this kind of bothers me is the reason that the Olympic Committee went with WKF is because they have simplified rules. And if I understand correctly from what I had seen prior to the 2020, prior to last year when the Olympics were supposed to happen... They actually laid out which techniques actually score. So there's like only specific techniques or specific movements that score. So it's like a hook kick, a sweep and punch or like certain punches and they score so much and that's what scores. It's not other things, if I understand that correctly. So the fact that you have to simplify it that much, I mean, I just feel like that's... if you can If you can watch a gymnast... Or you can watch a karateka and you or like doing kata, and you can you can create you can come up with scores based on their technical prowess, and you can watch that, and they all have their own artistic you know expression of that. If you can watch one person who is doing that, why can't you watch two people and judge on effectiveness of technique and distance and timing? I mean, traditional tournaments do it all the time. Why did we have to have such simplified rules in order to make it to an Olympic level? I don't know. I just feel like that's overdoing it. Oh, that's you know, I feel like it's the, less that's, appealing that that's,
1: way. That's the Olympic, you know, committee. It's like, how how can we have this televised worldwide? And then no one know what's going on.
0: Okay. So this is another topic. And I've actually had it on our list of podcast topics. Let's talk about it now real quick. So certain martial arts are spectator sports. And some are not. And that's part of the problem with, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is, like, if you watch it as a spectator, you might not have any idea what's going on. Because the person who is on the bottom might be the person who's winning. But in traditional but, wrestling, the person on the top is the one who's winning. So I wonder if karate is the same way where it's like you might have no clue what's going on unless you had specific things to look for.
1: I think I think you have a good point, but I think it's slightly off. And that, the, the, the point that I think it's off is this. When you watch a Brazilian match or you watch a wrestling match... Mm-hmm. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you could watch him go, oh, that makes sense. That's a point. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm choking the dude out. He slaps and gives he, – he slaps yeah. out. Yeah.
0: I, I guess I'm curious how much shoulders. of that you can actually see.
1: You can see it. It's obvious. Okay. You just watch it. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, this and, is coming from Braz- – there are Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys who say this is not a spectator sport.
1: If you want to have a complete understanding of the match –
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But you can watch a match and go, "Oh, and I get it, why he won." Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And karate sparring. Hmm. It's not as clear. Yeah. Because you're not knock. You're not winning by knockout.
0: Right. You're winning you're, by, you're by like a point So what's in...
1: what's a point? What's not a point?
0: Yeah. Why did his
1: punch get a point and the guy do the same exact technique and not get
0: one? See, I feel like I feel like simplifying those parameters would be better. Like certain distance and I don't know certain amount of I, I don't know I, I just feel like there's a I feel like that's a better way they're trying to educate way. the public <laughs> okay well that's what well, comes down to it they don't well have, okay they, well they haven't educated the public and now we're a laughing stock no I'm not
1: I don't take I don't take other people's opinions of the art uneducated opinions about the art mm-hmm. to heart because yeah. I go you know what you don't know what you're looking at
0: mm-hmm this Is true,
1: and if that is how you see it, then that's your loss as yeah. a martial artist. And as these guys, you know, like especially MMA guys, I take the best from whatever art I've taken, I do what I can, and I build it up to be the best for me mm-hmm. to nullify a complete aspect, a striking art
0: because somebody got because, knocked out and because an
1: oak and in the Olympics, uh
0: huh,
1: someone got knocked out and didn't get a gold, right. Or you know, knock somebody out and didn't get a gold. It, it,
0: I feel like that was the one a... time people had the opportunity to see karate. A lot of people don't see it; they don't ever watch any of the competitions. They don't even know what, like what it looks like. I don't know. I just feel like that was the one public, the one time the public eye was on karate, and
1: the public eye has been on karate for a very long time. And there's certain styles and approaches. That have ruined the idea that karate is effective. Mm-hmm. If you talk to guys that trained in the 70s, early right. 80s, right. before they allowed a lot of children into the dojo, mm-hmm. it was a mainly adult activity yeah. and it was fierce. Right. As they let children in, mm-hmm. they consistently watered it down. Right. And to the point where now a black belt could be achievable in a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you're a traditional karateka, strong. you know that's crap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean you don't have to be educated right. you don't have to be an educated public uh, spectator to know a black belt that hadn't one in a year mm-hmm. and then look at a black belt that got one in four years
0: if you can actually watch them side-by-side and side, look right.
1: at him and go oh wow that guy looks like he's about to fall on his ass he can barely move <laughs> oh look yeah. at this guy he looks like a ballerina he's got great balance and you know and coordination wow yeah. what wow why are they so different well a year Four years yeah you know
0: every time somebody tells me i'm a black belt and blah 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 i'm just like okay because i'm not making a judgment on them i literally know nothing about their training black belt background so saying black belt doesn't really mean anything yeah usually that's kind point. of a training i try to just not even go there because I, I don't I'm, want the judgment to show on my face if they say <laughs> six months i don't care so i just
1: <laughs> i don't care I, tell, I, I and sometimes it's me. eight
0: years and it's still
1: yeah, yeah. well you know I won't say it.
0: We still love you guys.
1: All right. Well, you know, it's just, it's a matter of ability and it's a matter of a a progression.
0: Can we just say that when we make jokes like that, like we're not really making fun of the person who trained for six months and got a black belt. It's just the situation that someone along the line, one of your instructors or your instructor's instructor decided that it was okay to allow such a minimal amount of training and to lower the standard of black belt so much. So we're not laughing at you. We're laughing for you and crying for you.
1: Well, it's something we combat all the time too, though. Because, you know, let's say within our own dojo, right? Mm -hmm. You have a seven or eight-year-old child that does well. Mm -hmm. Learns the katas, Mm -hmm. right? Wants to learn more katas. He thinks the more he learns, the closer to black belt he gets. Or she gets, right? Mm -hmm. And... And we have to sit down and tell them it's not about that. It's not about how much you know. It's how well you do it. Mm -hmm. Right? How well you perform the technique. Right. And it's a a completely 180 degree perspective change. Yeah. Because it's not what you know. It's how well you do it.
0: And it's also a different type of reward system, which we've also talked about before. Like, that's kind of the difference between the tournament competitive, like always getting a... Not always getting a trophy, but always competing for something, or always going for a specific, looking for a tangible. Validation. Yeah, like going for something tangible, versus you know we're keeping kids at white belt, yellow belt level for a year or two because they don't physically have like the, the ability. they don't have the ability, and but they also don't have the maturity to be able to handle it. But the other thing is that we're not introducing tests so early that all they're thinking about is. something tangible they're trying to work on actually just getting better and and receiving validation uh, through like how they do in class versus
1: most, most of the kids are looking for belt tests let's be real
0: the, Let's be honest. The older ones are the younger ones are not. I think everybody. Oh, you yeah. I'm talking about everybody up to the age of eight. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think
0: any of them are really giving yeah. two craps about that. I'll
1: agree with you there. We do right. hold them at white belt for a longer time because because they
0: can't do they can't do they can't do it, do they, it,
1: can't do if it. it. If they can't do it. I agree with you there. But yeah. I, you know, I immediately started talking, thinking about like nine to twelve. No, no, That's I feel like at that
0: point you kind of have to have yeah. that included because they are working for something. They want yeah. to have something to show for it. And you know,
1: right. we don't hold our we don't hold our students back. It's based on ability. Right. Uh, we have students that, you know, I have one, we have one student now that is going to double test and, and the guy, the kid has better form than some of our green belts. and better. Well, because
0: we have some green belts who are occasionally lazy. If you're watching this, I'm watching you.
1: Well, the good thing is, is when he tests, he's going to jump right into that class. <laughs> and He's already told me, he's already said it to me. He's like, huh. I can't wait till I get to that class.
0: Mm-hmm going and
1: that's the beauty of that class is because it becomes this thing where he's going into the intermediate class. yeah it's that intermediate class i'm telling you man if you don't have an intermediate class for your kids you, you definitely need to i know it's a lot more time commitment yeah. there's more work but the beautiful thing is is the cream rises to the top mm-hmm. and you can't deny it at that age at that level because right. it's like they're doing what i'm asking them to do mm-hmm. and you use them yeah in a sense to say hey, well he's doing it Mm-hmm. he's doing better what's right. the difference between your training and his training yeah you know because some of these kids want to cower right he was a white belt when i was an orange belt so, well
0: you should have well trained
1: see, it sounds like someone's been slacking
0: anyway we got way off topic right? Anyways, yeah. anyhow jeremiah okay. uh, what you're working on uh big karate
1: <laughs> yes i am working on lead leg roundhouse kicks so that i don't knock someone out and lose a gold medal
0: are you working on that? You were working on
1: roundhouse kicks, weren't you? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm working on, I've always had difficulty doing like two kicks while, you know, like the stereotypical front kick roundhouse or the front kick side thrust kick, mm-hmm. controlling my knee and cleaning that up. Mm-hmm. it's just always had a, a real difficult time doing it. Back when I was younger, I would just mask it with speed and momentum. Mm. Just kick really fast and turn it over, kick again, you know? Okay. But now that I can't do that as much and, and I, I harp on my students to not do that. Mm-hmm. I've slowed it down and worked on controlling my knee position, controlling my, my hip position, trying not to push and lean forward and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Just so it's clean because mm-hmm. we start having more brown belts and I don't do what I preach.
0: Tee-hee-hee. Yeah,
1: that's not a good thing. So I have to make sure I got those movements down. And that's something that's in this, the Shodan syllabus anyway. So I need to have it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, chinte.
0: Yes. The Still working on that chinte. Time,
1: hip hand timer.
0: Yes. Indeed.
1: We're in the remedial class.
0: Remedial chinte class is what we're <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> Chintay for dummies. <laughs> I'm that?
1: so paranoid about bugs right now.
0: Dude, we got flies in here, yeah, man. Dude. Little tiny flies.
1: What are you working on? Chinte. Are you part of, are you in my class, aren't you? <laughs> you are in my class.
0: Um, let's see. Which part? Um, I went backwards a little bit. Uh. And my um, hip hand timing on this switching from food to Dutch into front stance on the reverse punches is not as good. So I am walking around my house in shorter stances just practicing literally initiating the turn by extending slightly through my back leg and squeezing my backside glute and doing the rotation the same time mm-hmm. that my hands move. So I was doing that and i um, still working on move the... Conqueredai move into the first tatishuto. Still but it's working not on the
1: that. move. You call it the move. I don't like-
0: give a crap what it is. Okay, it's this open-handed thing yeah, but above you, my head. You're not I don't know fingers, what to go- it's. Okay. okay, whatever. This then, open finger, open it, hand thing. The thingy. path
1: is different too. Shh,
0: just be quiet. Okay, it, it's it's somewhat similar. It's like two rising blocks at an angle. Whatever it is, working I'm- on the transition of that move and also. Um, I guess just overall, like, hip and stance control throughout the rest of the kata because I progressively lose it Mm. throughout the kata and, like, it's not in a recognizable stance anymore. That's
1: what I've been told. What? If you lose it, you never really had it.
0: Well, I mean, like, the shape of the stance. I don't mean, like, much center. I don't ever have that. But, like, actually having a stance that looks like a photodotch by the end of the kata, it's Mm. not that anymore. So... Mm.
1: Uh, You know what I've incorporated in my training? What? Joe. Joe yes. training. I know it sounds kind of weird and jo- I always kind of kind of um, Jojo laughed inside when I heard some. oh I've been working on you know weapons this and that mm-hmm. and it's a really nice break you know? Yeah. And I can see where they could correlate movement with a, a weapon to improving your karate although I haven't seen it make that I haven't made that connection yet mm-hmm. I can understand where they're coming from. It's yeah. just a nice break for me. Um, and I'm I'm I made myself do both left left leg forward first mm. and right leg forward first doing the same content left and right. Oh, wow. Because, you know, it's, it's something new. It's a new pattern.
0: I've just been using the stick to hit children with.
1: Yeah, you're not supposed to. That's like evidence, dude.
0: Oh, sorry. I've been using the stick to make stance corrections and hand corrections so I don't have to touch any of their little stinky bodies. Not mm. that we're trying to touch children because that's creepy, but, you know. When we make corrections if, just if use you stick, ever
1: get investigated. What? Invest, invest, investigated. <laughs> all, all the things you just said.
0: <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, we just—I use the stick to yeah. correct stuff. I use, so.
1: I use the stick to... and but, I use
0: it to honestly scare people. So it's yeah. good. I just walk around the dojo with a stick in my hand.
1: And, and to me, it's—it's it's more it's more respectful to use a Joe or a Shinai.
0: Rather than putting your hands on a yeah, child. Yeah, instead of
1: touching the kid. Because, you know, sometimes that's, that's just a bad sensory for some kids. Uh,
0: yeah. So, it's best... Experience. It gives
1: you it gives you separation from the student. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just sit there and go, hey, bend your knee. And they don't bend it. You just kind of poke them a little bit with your stick. And, mm-hmm. boom, they bend their knee. They know what you're asking for. Yeah. You know? Or turn your hips and stuff like that. Or get your shoulder down. It's really easy to make those corrections. Right. So.
0: Cool. Well, this was great. Well, I don't know... The Olympics is not really coming back um, in well, 2024. Car- I mean, the Olympics. Karate not is coming not coming back, back to the Olympics yeah. in 2024. So um, we'll see if it pops up again. This might be the only time karate was ever in the Olympics. Who knows? But the next time it comes around, hopefully we do not have a knocked out person as a gold medalist.
1: Yeah. I I will say this. As much as I try to defend sport karate, you know, because mm-hmm. it is part of your, your journey. Sure. That was probably one of the worst things you could see. That for, was like for the, the overall karate culture. It was the community.
0: worst thing that could have happened. Because I that think was probably, out of everything that could have gone wrong, right. that's probably the one thing. I don't think the worst is, to go wrong.
1: This is what kills me about it. Those oh. rules were made to so that the public, uneducated public, oh, could man. see what techniques are good. And that kick was probably one of the most obviously amazing kicks.
0: And he was moving in. Even Joe Rogan said the dude was moving yeah. in to the kick, so it should have automatically been his fault and not the kicker's yeah, fault. Absolutely. I know that we're but, going backwards here because so we're at the end yeah. of the podcast. But still, still, guys. We're never going to let this go. I don't think anybody's going to let this go. Yeah, that's horrible. We should all write very respectful hate mail to the, to the, whatever it's called. Don't (laughs) don't, don't do not Don't do that. Don't do that. that. Just be better. Be the change you want to see. Be a change.
1: Be a change you want to see. Be the change. I thought you said a.
0: Be the change you want to see. Just, maybe we should just all start knocking people out and then they won't be able to stop us if we. (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) Have a wonderful day. Bye. 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 (laughs) Ha <laughs>